Um, is, is everything all right, Lady Cynthia? I, I did wonder if it would be possible just to have a little bowl of sparkling water for Horatio. Yes, yes, I, I'll, I'll see, see what I can do. Is, is, is everything okay? It'll do for now. Okay. Well, okay, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Waiter, the food that you've given us is very nice. Thank yeah. you very much. But I can't help noticing that over there they're eating from a different menu, which I don't think we had access to, did we? Yeah, yeah, well, well yeah, and, and my And my toast is rubbery and cold, and the coffee's cold. Oh, yeah, well. Something, something like that? Or possibly, I, I, possibly a tablecloth? I, I, well, I, 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 I... Toast, coffee, you should think yourself lucky. I've only got this glass of water. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I can explain. Um, can, can I just introduce you to our, um, our special guests? Um, th this chap here is um, Elon, and he's our church's uh, biggest benefactor. Or at least he was until he bought Twitter. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, but he's still good for a few quid. And um, the guy in the centre, that's Bill. And he, he, he basically underwrites the church's overseas giving programme. And um, I shouldn't say this, but this is Lady Cynthia. And she, she basically pays the vicar's stipend. Um, so, so you see, we need to, to uh, look after them. After all, we, we all benefit from their their great um, generosity. And, and, and you, sir, you, sir you're, you're very welcome to join us, and I'm, I'm very glad they've um, provided you with a, a glass of water. It is, it is literally the very least we could do. Um, but, but, well, you are a bit scruffy, and um, we don't know you very well, but maybe when we do get to know you and we've integrated you into our church programmes, then you too could have some uh, coffee and toast uh, like everyone else. In the meantime, um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I believe the service is about to start. Thank you very much. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome over there. It's, it's good to have you uh, here today for our service. I'm Jess Green, for any of you who don't know me. But I think, but before we go any further, a particular huge welcome, Lady Cynthia. L your ladyship. Your, your ladyship. Oh, I'm all of a dither. I'm so sorry. Do, do excuse me. Do excuse me. She's always been a hero of mine. And, uh, and Mr. Mr. Musk and uh, Bill. Welcome, welcome. And uh, yes, welcome to the rest of you. And um, yes, welcome to you too. All right, uh, lovely. To, as we start, I'm going to pray to start our service together today. Lord God, thank you that we are here together. I pray that you would open our hearts to learn and to serve and hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, Janet is going to come and give us our reading for this morning. This morning's reading is from the book of James, and I'm reading from chapter 1, verse 27, to chapter 2, verse 6. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress 
and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favouritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there, or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Thank you very much for that, Janet. Um, so just bear with me a moment, actually. This is really embarrassing. Um, wait, waiter, waiter, um, did you just hear the reading? Yes. Well? Well, I didn't think it applied to us. <laughs> uh, I think it does. So... Are you going to tell them, or shall I? No, no, uh, I'd better do it. Uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, um... Sorry, there's, there's, Yeah, there, there, there's been a bit of a mistake. Um, Hang on a minute. It, it, sorry, no, no, I, I need to... Uh, I, it turns out that um, special treatment for wealthy visitors um, isn't really in keeping with our church's... Um, Ethos. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't realise that. And, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to, um, to, to leave and, and, and go and join the, uh, the, the rest of the congregation. It's outrageous. <laughs> do you realise who I am? I, I certainly do, yes. I've got the Archbishop of Canterbury's direct number on speed dial and he follows me on Twitter. I... <laughs> Well, well, please be feel free to uh, to to to, to contact him. I will, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I buddy, just... you are making one big mistake. Ah, uh, yeah. I was gonna donate the next ten years of your overseas giving. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I, no, I, 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 I was fully so aware. Where am I supposed of... to go now? Well, um, I, 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 Lady Saint. I... <laughs> Embarrassing! We will take our money and go somewhere else. Perhaps the Baptist uh, church. Accepting <laughs> of me. Does, does anyone have a minister? No. We are acting here. And yes, yes, I know, it was acting. Uh, <laughs> so this sketch based on our reading from James does highlight a very real issue of the distribution of wealth within the world and even within our own country. And there's a 
massive difference between the treatment of the poor versus the treatment of the rich. And whilst this was entertaining, we are here this morning and um, Judy Ward is going to be coming to speak to us about some of these issues and how we can respond as Christians and as a church to try and reduce some of those differences. Now, most of you will know, I'm sure, that as a church, we help to run a Christians Against Poverty Debt Centre, and um, that will be the focus of our service this morning, entitled, Is There Hope for the Poor? Right, nice to see everybody. First of all, answers to the quiz. So, first of all, what does CAP stand for? That's good, I'm glad that one... You got right. <laughs> so, how many people have CAP helped become debt-free since 2010? How many do we think? Answer is 20,000. And how many people did CAP support through the journey of debt in 2021? It was 13,452. And where is our head office based? Bradford. There's 350 debt centres throughout the country, though. So uh, what percentage of people in the UK were in poverty in 2020 to 21? It's actually 20%, one in five. According to UK government, what percentage of families with one adult in work were in poverty in 1920? Sorry. 2019 to 20. It's 11, yeah. Yeah, 11%. Just over one in 10. And what age group has the highest proportion living in poverty? I can hear children being whispered, and that's right. Say again. You think it's working age adults? Anybody else? Children, yeah, children. What percentage of children were living in poverty? It's actually 27%. That's over a quarter of children. So the title of today's sermon is, Is There Any Hope for the Poor? So I run the CAP Debt Centre, and three churches support us. That's this church, St. Stephen's, and the Elim Church in Selly Oak. And I'm going to share a little bit about what I do and how there is great hope for people facing debt and poverty. So as I'm sure you know, people can fall into debt for all sorts of reasons. In my experience, most commonly, it's chronically low income and then combined with an unexpected change of circumstances. So something like falling ill, a relationship breakdown or losing your job, something like that. And obviously these days, as the cost of living continues to rise, there is increasing numbers of people who are not able to keep that buffer to fall back on because money is so tight. And we know from some of the quiz answers that there are a lot of people living in poverty. On average, it's about one in four children and one in five adults. So who do we know who are in poverty and debt? The thing is that none of us likes to talk about our finances, do we? And definitely not if we're in trouble. And that's why people delay getting help and why perhaps some of us don't know anybody who is struggling financially. Debt is a big secret. 
So some of my clients who are mums tell me that their children aren't allowed to have anyone back home after school because mum is ashamed of their home and what they eat. This week, I knocked on a new client's door for the first time, and she was too embarrassed to let me in because she had no carpet or furniture. So how do we work? Well, on the one hand, there's me and the volunteers here in Birmingham. We see clients face-to-face, and we collect information like their details of their income, their expenditure, their debts. And then I provide that information to CAP at head office with all the things that they need. And so CAP at head office kind of makes sense of all this jumble of client paperwork. And they create each client a unique budget and offer advice specific to that client for the next steps to get out of debt. So that means that clients have this really high quality debt counseling advice from head office and they have friendship and support from us here on the ground. One thing that we do every visit is we offer to pray uh, for our clients and sometimes we share Jesus with them as well. So it's a core part of what we do and who we are. It's much more holistic than just giving some help with debt. So CAP takes away all the demand letters and, and the chaos and they make sense of it. They create a budget that will give people a way out of debt and into a future filled with hope. And this is a fantastic combination of the church on the ground and CAP's debt counsellors at head office. And it means that we can support thousands of people across the country through their ups and downs until they become debt free. And it really works. So since we opened our debt centre eight years ago in South Birmingham, we've worked with around 200 clients and their families and 60 of them are now completely debt-free. 700,000 pounds of their debt has been written off or paid back, and the vast majority of those 200 families are much more confident now in dealing with their finances. So how can we here in Christchurch respond to the countless others who are in such desperate times? Although there's always hope, we hear some very sad stories and difficult situations. We hear on the news about individuals who are having a rough time, particularly now in the cost of living crisis. And it can weigh us down. There are some verses in Lamentations which help me. They were written by Jeremiah as a lament to God. And in Lamentations 2.11, it says, My eyes fail from weeping. I'm in torment within. My heart is poured out on the ground because my people are destroyed, because children and infants faint in the streets of the city. There are many things that move us, bring us about feelings of despair and cause our hearts to ache. This week we've seen some terrible pictures from Syria and Turkey, haven't we? Whatever the situation, whether home or abroad, we can lament, we can bring our pain to God rather than sometimes like we tell him a list of stuff we want him to do to fix it. But instead of that, we can bring our pain to him first. So as I think about CAP and all those across our city who are in great financial need, lamenting seems a good place to start. 
But what about more practically? What does CAP need? What do I need to keep going? We need befrienders to visit clients alongside me. So a befriender prays for our clients. They ring up and check in on them and they see how things are going and an occasional visit. Sometimes at Christmas they take a hamper or some Easter eggs or something like that. Maybe you could do that. Maybe that would be your response. Maybe once every couple of months or so. CAP needs faithful givers. Like most charities, it's been hit financially, and some people at our head office are being made redundant. If you could consider giving to CAP centrally, that would really help our clients here in Birmingham. I very often refer my clients to food banks, and so supporting our food banks would be another really good thing. Maybe that's just one extra thing you buy every week or every month, whatever's right for you. We have a prayer team that meets once a month and we pray for each of our clients' specific needs. So that's maybe something you could join. The one thing that would really, really help me is that I really do need somebody to work alongside. Someone who cares for people in difficult situations. And maybe that would mean seeing one or two new clients a month and that would maybe take four hours a week. If that's a possibility, do do talk to me. So those are some possible responses to poverty and debt. And I'd just like to give some time for you to think about that. I'm just going to pray this prayer that's come from CAP. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together in your name as we bring the power of collective prayer before you to lament for those suffering the rising cost of living. We ask for strength through the testing times ahead and that we may keep our eyes open to those who are struggling in our communities, moving our hearts into action to do your will. We ask that those who follow Jesus will bring about your kingdom through acts of love and compassion and that the church will be bold and empowered to bring the endless love of Jesus to those in need. We pray that those tormented by doubt and worry may be guided by your light to courageously step forward and find the solutions to their problems and begin their journey from lament to hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's come back to where we started. Bill, Elon, Lady Cynthia, Lady Cynthia, Uh, you're almost welcome, but so is everybody and anybody else here. Now, thank you, Judy, for the challenges and words you've brought to us this morning. It's not just enough to park these issues in the back corner of our mind or to make a few light references in conversation look like you know what you're talking about. There is hope for the poor. There is hope for the poor in Jesus, and we have to be a part of that. So I hope that today and this week, we're all able to take some time to reflect and respond to the ways that God might be challenging us to help bring some of that hope. 